In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 200th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're coming back from a little downtime and we're going to look at the Take a closer look at the all-decade team that came out on Monday, the defense and special teams, and then next week on the 20th of July, the offense will come out. I'll share our thoughts on the all-decade team. Talk about tickets. Got uh, ticket issues as we're still in the coronavirus pandemic with camp supposedly supposed to start here July the 28th. But the NFL and NFLPA are in discussions on how exactly that's going to happen. So we'd normally be having our countdown to camp, but we're we're going to look at that here too. Then we're going to look at the 90-man roster analysis. Those are things, uh, just looking back over the years, right around this time, we'd be breaking that down. Um, and so we're going to still try to get to it uh, once we get some clarity on how things are going to proceed. And then fifthly, we're going to look at the decades. We're going to review the decades here, which we had to do to, to um, you know, get ready for the All-Decade team coming out on Monday. So thoughts on the All-Decade defense. Of course, uh, defensive line, John Abraham, Vic Beasley were the ends, Jonathan Babineau and Grady Jarrett were the tackles. Uh, you know, I think Abe was uh, one of the, the best defensive ends in the league during his time. 133.5 sacks, 68.5 with the Falcons. Certainly terrorized quarterbacks. Uh, Vic got a little pushback uh, for, because he just had the one good season. Babineau played, uh, I want to say 10 seasons, 11, didn't look it up, but never went to the Pro Bowl, but he was a steady uh, guy on the interior of that defense. Probably should have made it a couple times. Of course, Grady Jarrett went last year for the first time, and he probably should have baited it. It should have been his third trip. So, you know, it's hard for interior linemen to get that notoriety, but now that he's got it, he should be okay moving forward. Linebackers are Deion Jones, Curtis Lofton, and Sean Weatherspoon. Fan favorite. Uh, I think everybody wanted to see, you know, him play a little longer. The injuries cut short a fine career. He was off to a great start here in Atlanta, and then bounced back and forth between here and Arizona. Defensive backs, now this looks good on paper. I mean, you know, little bit of issue with one spot. Uh, Willie Moore, strong safety. Uh, True Font, Alford, Grimes. I mean, those three corners, that Grimes made it as a flex guy. And then Ricardo Allen was the free safety. And I saw some comments on uh, my Twitter feed where, uh, you know, nobody had any really problems with that secondary other than um, Ricardo Allen over Thomas Deku as the free safety. So Deku did go to one Pro Bowl, 
uh, uh, Thomas did, and uh, you know, and Ricardo is uh, you know back there and uh, hasn't gone to one. Special teams, not much drama there. Matt Bryant, Matt Bosher, uh, Josh Harris, most of them, they were all together for most of the decade. Um, Devin Hester was the returner. Uh, I would have put Weems as the returner, but um, I understand Hester. He didn't do much for me as a Falcon. Uh, he had the one big one to get the record and uh, really didn't see. You know, we just saw a guy at the end of his career pretty much. Uh, but Williams was a tough guy. He returned kicks and punts and and was a gunner. So I was glad to see him make it undrafted guy out of Bethune. Cookman. So uh, Eric Williams on the All-Decade team. That's a, He was the only, uh, I believe, undrafted guy on the list here. Maybe Bryant. But, uh, yeah, True Font, Alfred Grimes. Grimes is on the list. He's undrafted, too. So that's two. Then, of course, Dion and Lofton were second rounders. Spoon was a first. Abe was a trade. He traded a first to getting. Babineau was a second. Grady was a fifth, fifth-round pick. And a first-rounder, uh, Vic Beasley. So, you know, some good personnel moves made it through the decade there. Willie Moore was a second. Alfred was a second. Trufant a first. Grimes undrafted out of Shippensburg. And uh, Ricardo Allen was uh, out of Purdue as a as a cornerback. So there you have it, the all-decade defense of the Atlanta Falcons. No real issues, just, you know, Vic, underlying Vic at defensive end, just uh, underlying the problems they've had drafting uh, defensive ends. And, um, you know, the brings up the Ray Edwards uh, deal. They tried to sign him to match him with Abe there, and that didn't work out. Uh, too well, and then we have still remaining Tack McKinley and whether he's going to make it uh, as a National Football League uh, force or just a guy who played a few years in the league. So the offense will come out on July the 20th on Monday. Not much drama there. I don't know. Uh, is it Turner or Devontae running back? That's about the only drama. I think you got Roddy White, Julio, Tony Gonzalez at wide out. That should be pretty easy. Uh, I don't know what you do at right tackle. That's Schrader or Claybo. Uh, left guard, Blaylock for sure. Left tackle, Baker or Matthews. Um, uh, I think that'll be Matthews. And then right guard, I don't know, you get Chris Chester just for two years or, uh, you know, that right guard spot's going to be interesting. Of course, Mac and uh, maybe Andy Levitre at left guard. Left guard, you can go with Levitre and Blaylock as the guards. And uh, don't do right guard. Although folks loved Harvey Dahl, but I don't think he made it to this decade. But so the offensive drama will be up on the line. I think the back and uh, at running back. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty sure I went Turner. But... Uh, I'm probably sure I laid them down side by side. Uh, and maybe maybe you go two backs. Maybe you go Turner and Devontae as a flex back. But, yeah, there we go. So the all-decade team, that's uh, something that, you know, they, they can do that. That was uh, the best decade, the first decade where the team had a winning uh, record and the first or well, the second decade that they made a trip to the Super Bowl. So we'll look forward to the offensive lineup uh, next week. Now we have a story up on AJC.com. Um, 
uh, Tim Tucker did on the ticket situation. So I know I've been getting a, a text here from family members, season ticket holders. Hey, when, when's I'm, when am I going to get my refund? You heard anything about the tickets? So we've been trying to get ticket information and uh, did a story looking at what the landscape is like around the league. You should be getting a letter from the team tomorrow as early as Wednesday. Uh, and here's some of the issues. You got refunds versus credits. Um, you know, you can, uh, they're going to probably have some kind of setup where you can get your refund for this season or credit moving forward. Uh, they are going to have reduced capacities. Uh, we've seen it in some other places and their masks are going to be required. If we're going to have football this year and you're going to the games, Jacksonville's capacity, which, you know, is the, the also the site of the, um, World's largest cocktail party in college ball. Only 25% there. They're ready to open at 25%, which is 17,000. Baltimore said they're at ready to open at 14,000. So um, fans, you'll have chances to opt out. Refunds, credits. You'll have a, a letter from the Falcons on Wednesday. And uh, uh, should get more information within the coming weeks. Seven to ten days on uh, where you're going to push your uh, money that's already out there forward as a credit. Or will you have a refund mechanism? Now, that's the way to go. It looks like uh, most of the league is doing the unconditional opt-outs for the fans given the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, those Some of those teams that have already uh, stepped forward and started refunding. On the unconditional opt-outs, Buffalo, Chicago, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Green Bay, Houston, L.A. Rams, New Orleans Saints, New York Jets, New York Giants, Philadelphia Eagles, Pittsburgh Steelers, Seattle Seahawks, and the Tennessee Titans. Which seems like uh, the only thing to do here in this economic uh, uh, the situation would be to refund the money and, you know, start over with uh, whatever the football is going to look like in 2020 and then 2021. So that's your ticket update as we have it right now. Uh, great story up on it. Um, uh, AJC.com by Tim Tucker. I tweeted it out on my Twitter at AJC. Go find it there. Now, the 90-man roster analysis, we took a look at the offense and the defense, uh, um, you know, position-by-position position group, and now we're going to go back and break that down, mix it up a little bit, do the remix on that. Uh, so, you know, you have something going into training camp. Normally, we would have the training camp dates, the, the uh, dates that are open to the public, and, and so forth. But right now, we don't really... Um, have time and dates of when, when camp's going to go, how it's going to roll. Pretty sure we'll be getting uh, that here by the end of this week, hopefully. the uh, There was a conference call uh, on Monday. So that's our 90-man roster an analysis. We're going to get into that uh, just like we normally would at this time of the year, heading into camp, although we're expected <laughs> – uh, camp uh, may not start on time on July 28th, but we're for now we're going for it. Like uh, it's going to start on time, so we'll start our countdown to camp. 
we'll talk to Josh Harris here the next day or so, the uh, Falcons NFL PA rep. Because they met with the league, and there are some issues uh, as we go to um, to the countdown to camp. I think I got it summarized here. The players, they want zero exhibition games and testing every day, according to NFL media. The owners, they want two exhibition games, and that's probably from the coaches because, uh, you know, they don't want to roll into a season without, you know, practicing or out playing a game. So makes sense to me. Uh, and then periodic testing, not everyday testing. So we'll see um, if the NFL and NFL PA can come to an agreement on how to move into this training camp with the emphasis on player safety. Now, when you talk about player safety, we're seeing baseball start to get trying to get going. Basketball is starting to try to get going. Uh, people with underlying conditions opting out. Uh, Freddie Freeman's uh, uh, out for the Braves right now. Um, Markakis opted out. So, um, you know, we're going to start seeing uh, these uh, opt outs and maybe guys who have underlying conditions or people at home. Uh, you know, just getting the linemen ready, you know, that they're all over 300 pounds, technically obese. Um, you know, what happens if some of those guys get sick? So we're getting ready to move into some, um, you know, uncharted water until we get a vaccine. But uh, we'll be here to, to to get that going while keeping an eye on on the NBA bubble down there and the Braves as they try to get back going here. Uh, in the coming coming days, pretty much. So the whole thing's underlying safety. Um, and one other item just came out uh, recently, the Oakley Mouth Shield. Uh, looks like the Rim and Chargers have it. They're going to get it to every team. Looks just like um, I saw the UPI story online. Looks just like, a you know, they got the visor for the eyes. It just looks like a visor for the mouth. Uh, no, you know, so, you, you know, uh, that should keep down some of the uh, droplets. I mean, you're the quarterback. You got to yell, um, give out your signals. I mean, how does it hold up in this cold? Does it get foggy in there? Can you see? Uh, you know, uh, so they got to go work through that. But the Oakley mouth shield is uh, going to go out to every team to, you know, help the um, help with the coronavirus, they hope. So, yeah, we're going to wrap up here. We got the All-Decade team. We talked about that. Gave y'all some information on your tickets. 90-man roster analysis. Going get to get into that here over the next couple of days. I was going back looking at some of my memories, and I saw, you know, well, heck, I should be doing something right about now, and that, that came up. Uh, and we, you know, put the links to all the summer off-season stories. Had a lot more off-season stories because we got to talk to assistant coaches and everything. But uh, we'll go back and get all that in one place for you. Help you get ready as we move forward. Try to move forward here in the off-season. Uh, with our countdown to camp, player safety. And then lastly, let's go back. Because, hey, we know the um, decades haven't been real kind to the Falcons, but 2010 to 2019 we saw some unprecedented football play by the Atlanta Falcons they went to the playoffs five out of ten years or 89 and 71 for their first winning decade record played nine playoff games a, a franchise high 
went to the Super Bowl, won the NFC title at home against Green Bay. That was the biggest win of that decade. Previous decade, you saw um, 2000 to 09, and, uh, you know, Dan Reeves, Jim Mora, Mike Smith decade. Uh, they go to the playoffs in Matt Ryan's first year, but they also go up to Green Bay in 02 and uh, become the first playoff team to win a game at Lambeau Field. That was a historic playoff victory and uh, a playoff victory in that decade. So that was the team that also later went to the NFC Championship game in 04 uh, after beating the Rams, putting an end to the world's greatest show on turf and winning a great, great special team displays. Alan Rawson was just dynamite. Uh, Joey DeCamillis uh, just came up with some great schemes that day and uh, the special teams and the D, what was it, the... Dunn, Vic, and Duckett. DVD. The DVD backfield rambled on up to Philly. Uh, couldn't make it to the Super Bowl, but it was an exciting year also. All right, 90 to 99, 72 and 88, 3 and 3 in the playoffs. Of course, that was the 1998 team going to the Super Bowl, beating Minnesota in the NFC Championship game in overtime. Morton Anderson's kick was iconic. So in the 80s, you know, uh, 57, 94-1, 0-2 in the playoffs. So the 80s were pretty uh, forgettable. <laughs> uh, you know, you had Deion Sanders, MC Hammer, and stuff like that. But, hey, not not anything, uh, you know, to, to brag about uh, 0-2 in the playoffs. 70 to 79, they started to show signs of life and uh, got the first playoff win, 60, 81, and 3. Uh, first playoff win against the Eagles. Uh, but, uh, yeah, a lot of disappointment, a lot of bad ball there, a lot of losses. And then, of course, 1966, things start out. Uh, go to 66 to 69, 12, 43, and 1. 0 and 0 in the playoffs. And so, yeah, no problem with the Falcons celebrating the last decade. It was their best in franchise history. And, uh, you know, came up pretty close there to a Super Bowl win. Couldn't pull that off, but uh, uh, certainly their best decade by far. 89 wins, 71 losses, and 4-5 and five in the playoffs. So with that... We're going to get on out of here. Back on the football grind. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter. You can find me on Twitter at D. Orlando AJC. Go to our Atlanta Falcons News Now page on Facebook. For that, take care and have the rest, a good rest of the week. Farewell from the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song. 
and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-Hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.